And we are watching the winter weather. The storm uh, headed our way should be dumping some snow on us around the 2 to 3 o'clock hour. Uh, We'll change to all rain by 7 or 8, and we'll get a little bit more snow overnight. We'll get some lake effect snow Saturday and Sunday. The temperatures will drop uh, drastically, and the winds will be blowing as well, 50-mile-an-hour wind. So watch out for that. Make sure you dress warm and uh uh, DTE and consumers, they're going to be out there making sure uh, that they can uh, get any power that's lost restored quickly. A Michigan couple, the parents of six children, were killed over the weekend in a head-on crash with a stolen pickup truck that was fleeing from state police going the wrong direction on the lodge last Saturday about 1.30 in the morning. 45-year-old Ryan Ambrosio and 43-year-old Jennifer Ambrosio, both of Farmington Hills, were pronounced dead at the scene. This couple, they leave behind six children, ranging in age from two to nine. A GoFundMe set up for their benefit has raised more than $454,000 so far. 35-year-old Angel Melendez Ortiz, he's charged with two counts of second-degree murder, two counts of first-degree fleeing and eluding police causing death, two counts of reckless driving causing death, and two counts of operating a vehicle with a suspended, revoked, denied license causing death. As we drive along Metro Detroit freeways, what should we do if we encounter someone driving the wrong way down the road? Let's find out from Michigan State Police First Lieutenant Mike Shaw, who's joining us live. Lieutenant Shaw, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? We're great this morning. And, you know, I mean, Lieutenant Shaw, this couple was coming from a date night. Uh, minding their own business when they were struck by this stolen truck going the wrong way. And as motors, we're out here, we feel kind of helpless if there's a, a wrong way driver. What do we do? So there are some things you can do now in this case, and I don't want to get into a lot of details about it because of the court process. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that this family gets the justice that they deserve. Um, this is a person that intentionally was driving the wrong way. But we are seeing increases in people that end up on the freeway the wrong way, causing these type of fatal crashes. And a couple of things that you can do are, are some of the things we talk about all the time. And number one is, oh, Michigan's a hand-free state, so let's put that phone down and pay attention to what you're doing when you're driving down the road. So if something should happen, uh, you can take some type of action. Uh, the next thing is, and, and people aren't going to like this one at all, but stay out of that left lane. Uh, If you stay out of the left lane, most people that are driving the wrong way in the freeway think they're actually in the right lane of travel, which is the left lane for wrong way people. So a majority of our crashes that we see with wrong way drivers are actually occurring in that left lane. So uh, stay out of the left lane and and you'll uh, have a better chance of being able to evade one of these wrong way drivers when they're coming at you. And then finally is again, you know, making sure that you're you're driving at a speed that is, you know, where you can do something about something if it's coming towards you. And that means that you can look far enough ahead that you could see those headlights, hopefully, if it's at night, which a majority of them are, or even if it's in the daytime, you got that good, you know, safe speed that you're going that if something is happening ahead of you, that you can move over and get out of their way. Uh, Lieutenant Shaw, when you said look ahead, that reminded me a former photographer of mine said he talked to the police once and the police told him you always should, anytime you're driving, be really scanning back and forth really far ahead. Is that true? That That is true. That's a really good thing because you're looking ahead for anything that may be happening in front of you. And that's a lot of times where mentioning the winter weather, um, you'll see these 
crashes that occur where you have 20 or 30 vehicles there is because people are driving so closely to the car in front of them that one, they can't see anything that's happening far farther up the road. And two, you're so close to that car in front of you when they jam on their brakes, uh, you're forced to do the same. You can't stop and it's kind of like a chain reaction. So if you're leaving enough distance between you and the car in front of you, uh, it allows you to not only react in an emergency if that vehicle in front of you does something, but two, it allows you that extra space to kind of look ahead of you to see what's coming up. Uh, Lieutenant Shaw, I know there's those digital road signs on the freeway where you guys can put that information. If it's a wrong way driver, you can put that information up to warn drivers. But do you see any other technology on the horizon that could get the information to motorists quicker, like like similar to an Amber Alert? So I know that MDOT is currently working on that. They have some new electronic signs that are going out on uh, the west side of the state that actually is going to detect when a wrong-way driver is entering the freeway in a ramp um, that allows flashing signs and things like that to warn that driver. Um, hopefully it's just an, a mistake and not an impairment, but to warn that driver, and even if they are impaired, maybe to, it's bright enough to kind of get that attention that they're going the wrong way. So I know MDOT's working on that, and that's something I believe, uh, and I don't want to put words in MDOT's mouth, uh, I believe that they're looking at to, to put in effect across the state. Uh, okay, Lieutenant Shaw, just switching gears briefly, we have this winter storm coming up. I mean, this is stuff we tell drivers all the time, but let's do it one more time. <laughs> what are the safety precautions we should take? And again, this is this is the one that gets me the hate mail, right? Is uh, um, We're not as good as drivers as we all think we are, right? We, right? we all know we're from Michigan. We all know that this is the Motor City, um, and nobody can touch our driving abilities. But uh, when you add in factors like winter weather or rain or something like that, it does affect how you drive. And, you know, we see most of these crashes that occur. And again, this will get me another group that will be upset with me. Um, uh, SUV drivers, pickup drivers, four-wheel drive vehicles, and males between 18 and about 25 uh, have this uh, thought process that it doesn't matter what the weather is out there, that they're good drivers and it's not going to affect them. So uh, slow down. Uh, that's number one. Uh, the, the winter does, the weather doesn't cause crashes. Risky driving behaviors do. Um, increase that driving distance, and again, put that phone down. And what do you do, uh, Lieutenant, if you become stranded in a winter storm? So we're hoping, uh, and we're. Lo it looks like, and you know, I'm not going to put the weather people on the spot because everybody always does, um, but it's looking like we're not going to get the worst of it that the rest of the state is. However, what concerns us is the cold and the wind that's going to follow after the snow comes through. Um, so now is a good time to get an emergency kit together for both your house and your car. For your house, you want to have at least 72 hours of supplies in there for each person in your home, water, food, stuff for your pets, make sure you have enough medicine, things like that. Uh, in case your power does go out and you're stuck in your house with absolutely no power in, in the cold weather, Second is for those uh, same type of kits in your car, uh, hand warmers, uh, extra water, blankets, coats, uh, extra gloves, hats, things like that. So if you do end up in the ditch and it takes us a little bit to get to you, at least you have some stuff in there to keep you warm till we do arrive. Michigan State First Lieutenant Mike Shaw, always great talking with you. Thank you so much for joining us here on JR Morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. You, you know, and the thing, Jamie, that is uh, uh, weird, you know, the, Mike Shaw tells us about this 
every year when there's snow. He always says, don't blame it on the weather. People are just driving too fast. And then when it comes to the things that you need for your car, you say, I'm going to go and get that. And then you're in the ditch and you're like, man. I, just, I, I know. I, I just thought it. about that. I'm like, I have nothing in my car <laughs> Me right either. now. Yeah. And I have a child. I better get a, an emergency kit put together for the car. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, coming up, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, the Lions once again and all the great festivities going on at Ford Field. You want to stay tuned as we talk with Emily Griffin, Senior Vice President of Marketing and Brand for the Detroit Lions at 649. Automotive Views is brought to you by Bridgestone. Getting people down the road matters, but getting generations down them, that's what really matters. Bridgestone. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. When you think of outlandish auto design, Honda is probably not the first name that comes to mind. So it was a bit of a surprise to see the electric concept cars that Japan's number two automaker showed off at CES this week. When a colleague first showed me an embargoed image of the saloon concept, I immediately responded, I thought the vacuum cleaner guys decided not to get into the car business. Honda's saloon to me resembles a dustbuster handheld vacuum, especially in the photographs. In person, it looks a lot sleeker and cooler, especially along the sides. And what looks like the mouth of the vacuum is actually a screen with spacey animation on it. I have to assume that several changes will be made as it evolves into a production vehicle. And just because the concepts look a little ridiculous to me doesn't mean they won't end up being great successes. At the very least, it's something different. With this week's Automotive View, I'm Jamie Butters, host of the Daily Drive podcast and executive editor of Automotive News.